Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, guys. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. We have a really good guest today. We have Chad from Hookup Bates. Hello. And I'm... I'm going to sound like an idiot. I forgot your name already, bro. Al Vasquez. Al Vasquez. What's up? Stupid idiot host can't remember the name. <laughs> team, <laughs> Another team guy who makes uh, mermaid's milk for the hookup baits. So pretty much we're going to interview them about tournaments and about fishing, how they started and where they're at now. So we'll start with Chad. Mm-hmm. How did you start fishing, Chad? Uh, I've been fishing since I can remember. Uh, my stepdad came into my life when I was about five years old. He was a fisherman. Mm-hmm. He used to take me to Irvine Lake and my favorite the local lakes. You know, Prado. <laughs> I grew up in Chino. Okay. Um, so Prado and all that stuff. And then you know, then he started taking me to the barge and Redondo and fishing the bubble hole with the about the bother and fly <laughs> thing. And you know, but then uh, the neighborhood I grew up in was a group of twenty boys, all within a couple years of each other. Great. And that was our thing. That's the fishing was the thing to do in the neighborhood. That's and we were all fishing nuts. And, so uh, was Prado like your guys' like Prado, home? We, we either How's got daycare. <laughs> we either got dropped off at Prado or rode our bikes there almost yeah. almost daily. But there was golf courses and a, a private lake, Los Serrano's Lake. We fished a lot. Oh my! You're the. Oh, we I'm snuck in there all the time. Right now, okay? <laughs> I almost got arrested three times there. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, we, we had a lot of when fun. When I first started <laughs> bass fishing, and I'm I'm a older guy to, uh-huh. to bass fishing. I started when I was like 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've talked to people. They go, "What is that?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, my buddy told me about this from Riverside." And we would go there, jump the fence, and security would be around there. It's oh, like yeah. a retirement home, right? Yeah, it's retirement. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. 55 you're and first, older. Yeah. You're the first person to ever oh, I've, do I've, that. I've, I've oh, caught 13-pound bass out Dude, of there. That, yeah. I think probably world record crappie out of there. Definitely, I mean, the biggest yeah. crappie you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing little lake. <laughs> it is. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, they chase you out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ripped my pants jumping the fence from the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean that was our childhood, and then uh, two of the boys in the neighborhood, their dads had boats, you know, private Great. boats, and every you know from the age twelve till twenty, mm-hmm. you know, into my twenties, I was out fishing with either one of them almost Great. every weekend of the summer, you wow. know. So I did a lot of private boat ocean fishing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just my teenage years. We were just fishing nuts. That's what we lived for. You know, of course, when we got our driver's license and uh, started getting cars, and we yeah expanding our ways, and we're big into trout fishing. You know, mini jig trout fishing. Definitely. Uh, we hit all the local lakes when they're stocking. It's a big bear a lot. We fished big bear a whole lot, and mm-hmm. then we started fishing the Sierras. We fished every water in the Sierras. Um, there was probably two summers there where every week of the summer you know from friday through sunday we mm-hmm. were in the sierras fishing float tubing and fishing and all up in there so a lot of trout fishing but then you know the 
lot of ocean fishing too mixed Definitely. in there. So it, yeah, it's a uh, and really never stopped. You know, it just kept on fishing, just on kept on progressing, and it's became my living. So, yeah, so it's a uh, it's really been really cool adventure. Right yeah, there, definitely. Fishing, so. so, how long have you known Al for? What's that? How long have you known Al for? Oh, I met Al uh, actually when our bow hunting days. Me and Al met um, back when we were both bow hunting, and uh, he just happened to we got to talking, and he said, "Oh yeah, I fish a lot too," and mm-hmm. and I at that time I had a boat, I had twenty five foot walk around, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, I was taking it out every weekend out to Catalina or locally and stuff. And so I invited Al to come out on my boat and I was like, yeah, this guy knows how to fish. And <laughs> we became great friends and we've been fishing with each other ever since. So, great. Yeah. So let's hear Al's story. How did you start fishing Al? Well, um, I got to thank my dad. <laughs> my dad, um, I grew up in the city. I grew up in Glendale. Great. Right. Concrete jungle. <laughs> um, so my dad, uh, when I was two took me up to happy jack's trout farm which Mm -hmm. you guys probably don't know where this place exists but yeah up azusa canyon and right before you start going up into the canyon there was to go off-roading like on the yeah way down before yeah at the base at the base of the mountain and um they had a a trout farm there Mm -hmm. so when i was two he'd take me to you know go catch a couple trout you know and it kind of started there and then um as i started getting older he would take me up to sherwood lake I don't even know if that place even exists, but we used to go trout fishing. My dad loved trout fishing. Yeah. So we did the trout fishing, and then um, he'd take me down to Marina Del Rey, and we'd fish off the the bait barge uh-huh. and catch Bonita. Oh, my <laughs> God. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. <laughs> you know, you Big fight. Yeah. Big fight. Like a, like a heavy bass rod. You yeah. Know, like eight ten pound line and yeah oh man i like it's wow. amazing how many yeah. kids get hooked on fishing with a bonita yeah oh, my, definitely my four well he's five now but he just caught his first bonita and he's like we're going tomorrow for his birthday so yeah. he's all pumped yeah like, that's like the most amazing thing yeah. to the yeah. kids first bonita is like whoa that thing pulled yeah. hard that was cool you know yeah and you're hooked, <laughs> definitely, you're hooked. yeah definitely I mean, what's not to like about <laughs> that right <laughs> like when are we doing this again yeah <laughs> So you started as you got yeah, older. As I got it, older, it so we did, as... we did a lot of trout fishing. My dad was not a bass guy. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad was, uh, you know, he was involved in rotary and a lot of a lot of community stuff. And uh-huh. they would organize a trip every year, and they would go out um, out of San Diego. And uh, some years the albacore were in, if you know, when, yeah. when there were albacore. <laughs> and you know, I think I was ten. And so I had to alternate years with my brother and my mm-hmm. brother, we were laughing about that earlier. Cause my brother's like, you know, Oh yeah, I want to go, but I don't want to get up at, you know, four or five. <laughs> no one does. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know? definitely. So my dad, my dad really influenced me a lot. And then, um, you know, I really got into it. Um, started traveling down to Baja. Um, oh. I've trailered all the way to La Paz. Fish, no yeah, fish the Bay of L.A., Loretto, and all that. Amazing, and, huh? Oh, beautiful. I bet. I so kind of just pick it up as you go. And Chad and I have always just fished really good together. We're super competitive. I mean, we're just, when we go out on the boat, <laughs> just to have fun. You know, yeah. how many you got? Well, I don't know how many you got. Yeah. You know, it's just fun. <laughs> you know, we just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Nothing you know? like fishing with your buddy, man. Oh, yeah. so, you know? I mean, you, you get guys that you click with and you, you fish well together. Exactly. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. 
So as you got older, you started getting more competitive, correct? I mean, you started getting more into salt, calico, spotted well, bay bass. The, the funny thing about the calico, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, I would fish a couple times a year. We'd go up with Chad. We'd do a lot of that. You know, I'm always mm-hmm. looking for yellowtail. I'm yeah. always looking for something <laughs> that pulled. Yeah. You know, it's like we caught bass when nothing else was going on. Yeah. But um, I just love big fish. I just love something that just peels line off your reel. Yeah. And the funny thing is, um, now we go out and we'll go catch a couple yellowtail and a couple tuna. I'm like, all right, you ready to go bass fishing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's back when I had my old boat years ago, you know, years before hookup baits. Yeah. It was the bass were the bycatch. You kind of like, you know, you catch a bass while you're yellowtail yeah, fishing yeah, or whatever. Right. And we did a lot of tuna fishing. Now it's the complete opposite. We go bass fishing and oh got a yellowtail it's you know on accident yeah it's totally opposite now it's it's, it's crazy how things has turned yeah so So now that kind of changed it before you'd be more into yellowtail oh whatever you'd be going out on yeah yeah see i'm i've never caught a yellowtail (laughs) (laughs) i tell everyone we need to get you up i still haven't caught one man i just uh i have a 17 foot low with a 60 so i go low, pretty inshore you know like i'll mm-hmm. go a couple miles out yeah but i mean to me it's like if i catch a fish we've talked about it before if i catch a one pound fish or a five ten yeah, yeah. i get the same feeling oh i got one going. Oh, yeah. you know it's, like you know sometimes that two pounder feels like a six pounder yeah, but it's, it's all about the bite you know you, yeah. you know like yeah. that's that's all i want is that bite man is yep. is like nothing else you know so yep. let's talk about Chad about you getting uh, a little more serious into the whole uh, calico bass fishing because we've been mm-hmm. more themed about that uh, entering yeah. tournaments. Like, how did that start? Well, it's uh, you know, like I said, when I had my boat before, um, I've always fished bays. Mm-hmm. At one time, I worked on a six pack boat when I was a uh, eighteen and nineteen years old. I worked on two six pack boats at a Newport Harbor, uh-huh. uh, the Angler's Dream and the Falco, and. In between doing that, I got hired doing mobile marine, cleaning the bottom of boats and stuff. You know, uh-huh. so basically the Thursday or Friday through Sunday, I was working on the six pack. But then the rest of the week, I had something like twenty or twenty five boats in Newport Harbor. I was responsible for cleaning yeah. per month. Yeah. But then I had this little thirteen foot boat with a fifteen horse on it to use all I wanted in yeah. between cleaning the boats. And this and, is Newport Harbor. This right? Newport okay. Harbor. So when I was eighteen nights and years old, I you know this was back in the you know only the swim bait you can get was a, a worm king yeah. swim baits you know and <laughs> I, I, Justin I, talked yeah. about that yeah and i fished every square inch of newport <laughs> that summer cleaning boats you know yeah. and stuff and that got me into spotted bay bass fishing big time i bet man and then um and then uh you know just always when there's nothing else really going on we would always hit the the, the bays and catch spotted bay bass and stuff and uh so i you know i've always done that uh-huh. just here and there and but then uh like i said we go out on my my old boat and we fished you know this uh, this is when i was living in riverside mm-hmm. so we'd go out of huntington harbor and catalina was just basically my playground that's, yeah that's where basically i went every single weekend yeah many times just overnight and we'd go out saturday morning come back sunday night mm-hmm. you know because the boat slept four people on it had a little cabin on it and stuff and so um and we mainly went out there for the white sea bass and the yellowtail but you know and then live squid was our thing that's all we fished live squid on a jig head yeah and uh you know of course we caught calicos and sand bass and sheephead and everything you eat the live squid yeah and um but uh you know i've always fished tube jigs you know that was that was i was almost like all the other fishermen that fish um the ocean from basically fred hall 
until the kids go to school. That's yeah. <laughs> that's ocean season. Yeah. And then yeah. from there, the rest of the season was trout season. Yeah. Right. And you use 100% trout that time of year, and then uh-huh. 100% ocean that time of year, unless you go up to the Sierras or whatever. That was my routine for most of my life. You uh-huh. know. Um. So. I've always thought, you know, back in the day, how I got into the jig fishing thing was back in the day, I met a guy named Crappie John, mm-hmm. uh, John Bill, one of the first tube jigs, and he made ocean tube jigs. And so when we go out on my butt, my friend's dad's boats, we'd use these ocean jigs uh-huh. for the sand bass and the calicos and do really well. I mean, yeah. back when the sand bass used to stack up out on the Huntington Flats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then he died when I in my mid-20s or so, you know, and Crappie John jigs went away. Yeah. And nobody made an ocean jig after that, you know. Yeah. And these people I pro staff for and stuff, I always say, hey, make a big jig for the ocean. Yeah, and yeah. like, eh, no, we just make trout jigs kind of thing. And it's like, okay. So I basically spent years waiting for someone to make an ocean tube jig. Yeah. And it just wasn't happening. And and uh, so, you know, I made my own with, you know, the hookup baits and they started as a trout jig, and then you know, I started fishing the bays with them. Then I started catching you know, a lot of bass and halibut in the bays, and yeah. I made it bigger and started fishing the ocean and started catching a lot of bass and everything else. And I'm like, man, these things really, <laughs> the bass really love these things. They worked even better than I planned on them working, you know? And so, uh, That's always good, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've never been, you know, it's kind of funny. It's, we've never been into social media. It's me or yeah. Al both have been, you know, we've always caught lots of fish. We've always, yeah. you know, from... You know, 10, 20 years ago, we caught a lot of fish. We've yeah. never been in social media. Even when social media started coming around, we just... And I started doing social media, basically, when I started hookup baits. It's, mm-hmm. you know, reading how do you promote a business. Oh, social media. It's all about social media. And how long ago was that? That was a little over three years ago. Okay. So I started getting into a lot of social media and posting just basically to advertise hookup baits. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I got, you know, I ended up seeing, you know, following a lot of people and people starting to follow me and... I've seen the consistency of the bass I was catching on my baits. Yeah. And then seeing, started seeing that, yes, you know, I had no idea they even had, back when I used to take my boat out, I would see every time I would launch, Mm -hmm. every once in a while I would see the SBS or SWBA bass guys going out. And I was like, oh, cool, they're having a bass tournament. You know, never thought anything about it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go catch Yellowtail. But it's cool, (laughs) they're having a bass tournament, you know. (laughs) Never thought anything of it. And then all of a sudden I was like, it would be kind of cool to tournament fish. Never been a tournament fr- fisherman, freshwater or salt. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you know, and so I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? That would be a good way to promote the lures. You know, just knowing how much bass we're catching stuff. I'm like, I think we could probably compete. You know, and I, I have faith in my lures. What better way to advertise them if we're Definitely. able to, you know, compete and you yeah. know, keep up with these guys? You know, these guys are awesome. They're the yeah. best in California. You know, they're tournament fishermen. Yeah. And uh, so I thought, went through all my friends and I was like, uh, it's gonna be Al. It's two man team. Oh, it's got so be, you guys got to be together. Al. Oh yeah, uh, tournament fishing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Man. I just I, called you up. haven't had a different partner than I, it's I, been you two. Yeah, that's solid, man. I that's called, a, I called Al one day and said, "Hey Al, let's start fishing saltwater bass tournaments." <laughs> and I said, "What lake are we fishing?" <laughs> and he says, "No, man, we're going to the salt." Are, are you married? I am. I would have asked. Let me ask my wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I already know that answer. Yeah. that's why I didn't ask. <laughs> no, I knew. I knew that would be the guy. And, and uh, yeah, it just you know, we just hit it hard and started doing it. And you know, and I actually I told JoJo and told her hey, it'd be a good way to advertise hookup baits. Yeah. We're going to start doing tournaments. And she's like, oh, okay. And she's thinking, you know, club tournaments and this and that. I yeah. Go, well, you know, club tournaments, you know, there's a couple a year, but to really 
do it, we have to do the, like these series, like yeah. SBS and you know SWBA. And she's like, oh, well, that's like like professional guys. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I told her, I gave her a goal. I go, you know what? If I'm, I'm going to make a goal. If I can win a series within five years, you know, I'm going to make that a goal. It's within five years, I, me and Al will win a series. Yeah. You know, so I was like, all right, cool. Let's start doing it. And then uh, the first, you know, season came and um, we actually fished the Western Elite was our first tournament. Uh, that's the one the Bows Point guys are doing, and uh, and that was the very first tournament ever. Mm-hmm. And I think we did decent. We were mid, mid finished middle of the pack somewhere. You know, that's okay, always good. That's like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't come in last, so it's all right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the next tournament was actually the Open Bay Bass um, in uh, San Diego Bay. You okay, know, the, the, that's the biggest bay bass tournament yeah. in the West Coast. You know, two hundred plus boats or so. Wow. And actually, I, I did that tournament my, by myself the previous year in my mm-hmm. kayak. And I finished oh, in the, wow. like, fifth or fourth or fifth in my kayak. Oh, dude, know? that's like, awesome. Wow, yeah. that's what's cool. And then me and JoJo actually did it, you know, and this is 200-and-something boats, and we came in second place. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then the SBS started, and me and Al started fishing them. And and uh, that year, it was a— uh, What year was this? Uh, what was it, two years ago? Yeah, we just finished our that's second right. season, yeah. so, yeah. 2016? Yeah. No, it was 2017 and 2018. Their seasons kind of okay. go weird, but I think it was yeah. the 2016-17 oh, yeah, right. yeah, season. season. Okay. And uh, we missed the first tournament of the series for some reason. I don't know. I, I don't know if we're scared or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but we, somehow we missed the first tournament. Yeah. So we started. Well, we, were, we, we hadn't planned it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like yeah. we were like, we oh. just We kind of talked about it, but we were like, eh. And we didn't have a boat. We, yeah. we Chad, never had a Chad, how are we going to fish without a boat? <laughs> oh, I got that handled. Don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them about that part. And I think I was still working things out with Freedom Boat Club. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I started, you know. Work fishing them and uh-huh. the Freedom Boat Club is a funny thing. Nobody could catch fish. You know, they everyone part of this boat club, but they couldn't catch fish. Yeah, you know. So I joined the boat club and I started catching fish. So the owner, you know, immediately <laughs> said, "Hey, people keep counseling their their membership because they can't catch fish. You yeah, know? can you help them out? You know." So I started posting on their private page of you know how to catch fish and how yeah. i'm doing it and stuff like that so exactly. he he began you know starting to like us because you know, we're helping out the boat club a lot it's always good with people catching fish and then so the tournaments come up and then so i was asking them you know hey can you make sure we're going to start doing tournaments and you know what better with this is like professional tournaments and we're going to use freedom boats yeah and he's like wow that's crazy yeah okay <laughs> now just all you do need to do is make sure we have a boat on tournament day yeah <laughs> that's all we need you know yeah. kind of thing and and then, you know, half the tournaments are in San Diego, and then half the tournaments are up in Long Beach. So we had to get a hold of the Long Beach the Freedom the Club. Boat Club. Yeah. And, you know, the guy, San Diego guy, had to communicate with them, let them know what they're doing. It has to work. Both of them have yeah. to supply us with boats yeah. for tournaments. And so, you know, I think that's why we missed the first tournament. And then uh, we got the Freedom Boat Club thing figured out. And then so we started fishing them. And that season they had, they did the four bay tournaments first, and then they did four inshore tournaments second. Is this uh, what what um, this is, organization? This is started? SBS. SBS. Okay. Yeah, uh, we started with SBS. I just I don't know why. It just it just seemed you saw it. Yeah, it was the first one I saw, yeah. and that's you know stuff. And then we started fishing them, and and then uh, yeah, so we started with the the all bay stuff, and we're competing. I, mean, I think uh, the, our first tournament with SBS, <clears throat> we got second place at San Diego Bay. Wow! And so just out of nowhere, we just show up and get second place. Yeah, and these guys are like, whoa, well. And there wasn't a, and they do breakdowns now, rookie 
and pro. Oh, yeah, right? this, yeah, this, this is before the rookie. Yeah. This is just it, everyone. This is just everyone. It's yeah. kind of crazy because you guys just came in and just started doing good. Nobody, yeah. nobody heard of us. Nobody <laughs> knew who and we the were. Funny, the funny thing is we we never went out and fished and put together five fish limit. Yeah. And said, well, what does that weigh? Yeah. You know, yeah. What, what are these guys catching? I mean, yeah. we're like, all right, well, let's just do it. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Keep our best five yeah. and what do our best they are, five what they and are. See what it is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's pretty yeah, wild. Yeah. You know, and then we were finishing, you know, I think uh, we did real bad at the Alameda Bay, Long Beach area. We neither of us had very much experience in that area. Yeah, and uh, I think that was our worst tournament that for that series. But every other one, we were in top five every time. Wow. So, but then the inshore started, and uh, inshore we had pretty dialed from the lifetime of just growing up fishing inshore. Yeah, I hardly ever fished the bay. I fished Newport. And because I was living in San Diego, I fished San Diego Mission yeah. Bay a lot. Yeah. But every other bay, I hardly even ever touched. Yeah. You know, and if I did go fishing, I fished the, you know, really not the break wall, but horseshoe and the yeah. flats and yeah. new port pipe and all that kind of stuff. So I had, I had a lifetime of fishing those areas. So yeah. I knew where to find them. And we're, all, all we fished was the hookup baits. And so we yeah. know how to use them. We had confidence in them. And then, you know, of course, San Diego, I got that dialed in real quick with all the structure spots and, uh, we just immediately so the inshore part came and we just went to town with that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we how ended, many wins do you guys have? Uh, but the inshore, we got three first place and a second place wow. on the inshore. Yeah. So we kind of dominated on the inshore. That that then every time we won, we'd just look at each other and laugh and say, "How did we do that? That was, that was awesome! <laughs> What's happening?" Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> we were just we were like, "Wow, this, this is That's cool! Awesome, man. This is cool!" Yeah, and we're Definitely. just like. We're tripping out, yeah, and so um, um, so between the two series, you know, the inshore and the bay, we ended up taking anglers of the year our first year. Wow! And uh, you know, and so we're like, wow, that's cool. Well, we'll see if we can win the championship. Yeah. And uh, so the championship was in Alameda Bay or LA Bay areas, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so we went did some pre fishing and figured out Alameda Bay and hit it hard, and we ended up uh, losing. We got second place in the baby bass and the two Matt and Rex. Matt, yeah. You know, they're awesome fishermen. Yeah. Awesome yeah, guys. Definitely. But we just lost to them just by a couple, like an ounce or, you know, barely lost to them. And then the inshore day came and then, you know, we did, we put a good bag together on the inshore day. Mm-hmm. So we ended up winning the championship, you know, pretty, pretty wow. easily. And That's awesome. So man. that was our first year and we're like, wow. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. High fives all around. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we, For we, sure, right? We, we were. <laughs> We we were tripping <laughs> out and it just uh, we're like wow I can't believe that actually happened that was crazy you know? yeah and then I fished the Olive Crest and, okay I've and, heard uh, of that yeah yeah and that, I won the Olive Crest wow my first year and uh, so I was like wow this is really cool this is yeah. happening you know and and, uh, and so we went into the second year tournament fishing and and uh, things changed a little bit and Jerry May who actually contacted us and and he told me he's like. He's like, you know, he, he's, he was, he's seen what we were posting before the first season. He's, you know, he told us, you know, I, I'm going to see big things from you guys this season. You're going to, yeah. you're going to open a lot of people's eyes kind of thing. Yeah. And then after the first season, he was like, yeah, you guys did pretty much what I thought and mm-hmm. this and that. And J- Jerry's an awesome guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great organization. Yeah. Yeah. And he runs the, the best tournaments. That's what I've yeah. heard. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so you know, he, he called me. Uh, before the second season stop, started, and he goes, you know, a lot of people are gunning for you guys, and a lot of people are changing the way they fish because you guys. We do everything different than everybody. We fish deep structure. Mm-hmm. It was our specialty. And yeah. with my baits, that's what's where they work the best. Yeah. You know, they get bit on the fall. 
you got bass sitting on rocks it falls in front of their face they eat it i mean yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> really yeah. easy the te- the technique is staying on the structure that's the technique yeah the catching the fish once you're on the structure is the easy part with these baits you know so, so are you a big uh fish finder guy like where you're oh, using your fish finder it's, it's to everything stay on that structure yeah. electronics is everything it's yeah. a mapping system and fish finder and we're using them together <laughs> And keeping boat position is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, where all the other guys are fishing kelp line and, and jetties yeah. and break walls and that kind of stuff. Or there's, there's, everyone's fishing visual structure where we're fishing invisible structure. Yeah. And yeah. so we were on the, all these spots before the first year. We were the only boat there, or maybe two or three boats wow. were there. You know, so we fished a lot of it by ourselves and, and, uh, and you know, of course, we're the only ones using hookup baits the first year, and then uh, the second year came around, and all of a sudden there was a lot of boats fishing all the structure spots. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't alone no more, <laughs> and uh, and it, uh, I got to say, the majority of the tournaments were won by guys throwing hookup baits. You know, so wow. it's, it's it basically we started tournament fishing to advertise hookup baits, and yeah. it worked. Yeah, a lot of guys are using hookup baits. You That's know, and great. then yeah. he started that rookie division, which was awesome. Yeah, and uh, I was I was thinking. I mean, uh, the harbor fishing. I'd like to enter that. You know, one oh, day. Oh heck yeah! You have but to I do mean, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you know the one thing after the first year of tournament fishing, it's just so much the knowledge that we just gained from one year of tournament fishing was like what I've learned in the last five years. Yeah, just one season of tournament fishing that will make and you especially a better being fisherman. under the the pressure and having to make choices. I talked to the, our guest Jeff Leeson about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we we film. We're starting to film fishing with the friends, so we're kind of fishing with the guests and seeing how they fish. And I'm like asking questions, like, "How long would you stay here if we were fishing previously?" Uh-huh. You know, like we stayed wherever we we're at for a couple hours. He's like, "Not long." If I'm not getting uh, bit, yeah. you know, yeah. if I'm not if I'm not here knowing what I want, you got to know when to pick up and leave. Oh yeah, and oh, that's yeah. a big thing for a lot of guys. Tournament like, fishing, you can learn that you know, more than anywhere oh, I'm else. Sure, man. Yeah, yeah. we've left too early. <laughs> a few times we left a little too early and that's all tournament that's all time on the water is yeah. knowing how long to give a spot you know yeah. and stuff. yeah there's multiple times this year where you know we're still new at tournament fishing you know even though we did really well our first year uh-huh. we're still new at this and we learn something new every time we fish a tournament and that's the second year where we learn you know we got to move spots if they're not biting move and then <laughs> yeah. there'll be people fishing that spot and oh yeah right after you left they started biting you know, we yeah. had that a couple times they were like Oh, shoot. And it's like, what do you do about that? You know, it's like you can't. That's just a decision you had to make on the fly. Yeah. I mean, so it's tournament fishing is the best way to become a better fisherman. Yeah. Start tournament fishing. So, I and mean, what's your guys' big fish during a tournament? Um, Not too big. I mean, no. we average a couple of fives. All, six. We're in the sixes. Sixes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, every, nice almost fish, man. every I mean, tournament we won, we're 23, 24 pounds. That was wow. kind of our average limit almost yeah. every tournament. It's 20, big, nice it's bag, 20 yeah. to 24 pounds. So, I mean, that's five, five pounders almost. Yeah. And what's your guys' PB calicos? Period. Um, Fun fishing. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, this summer, earlier this spring, I caught two eight and a halves two wow. weeks in a row. That's nice. And, you know, it's a, uh, one of them was really cool. I bounced on Ben Seacrest's feet. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was real fun. You threw it at him, huh? Uh, it just uh, was he over there running his mouth? He had to throw a big eight pounder. No, he was actually off, he was actually. Have you ever fished with Ben? He's a kick in the butt. Man. <laughs> he, is, he is funny, and uh, you know, me and him started. You know, he heard about hookup baits through Sergio, which became a big fan yeah. of hookup baits, and then uh, you know, and and first it's Ben was like, oh, you'll 
yeah, whatever. That guy is just something new on the market. Whatever. Yeah. Then he started fishing him, and he's like, wow. Okay, there's <laughs> there's something deep to these baits. Yeah, I gotta I gotta definitely. check this guy out. And then he invited me to go fishing with him once, and you know we caught fish, and you know it was up in Dana Landing or Dana uh, Harbor, Dana Point area. Yeah. And then you know this is I had San Diego dialed, and I'm catching every time I go out. I catch you know. I mean, we stopped saying numbers because people don't believe it. But <laughs> we're catching two hundred three to six pound bass every time we go. Wow! And uh, so I told Ben, I go, Ben, you need to go fishing with me. He's like, Yeah, really? You know, we're doing pretty good. I'm like, Yeah, you need to go fishing with me, Ben. And so he's like, All right, I'll come down to San Diego. And I took him out and hit my spots. And Ben was like, Holy crap! And he actually said, You know, the OG of bass fishing yeah, in california definitely, definitely he fished with me one day when my spots were biting and he said that was the best bass fishing i've had ever had in my life wow <laughs> so, that's a and, big testament oh yeah from say, come yeah. from bed i was like wow yeah. you know and then and he's just he's super impressed with the baits and uh and then we just he's just ended up liking to fish with me a lot so we we clicked really well and we started fishing a lot together and and uh, one day, and then I taught him. You see Ben post a lot. He's doing a lot of that yeah. shallow water rock. Yeah, fishing. I saw that. Yeah. And uh, one time, me and Ben were out. We we're catching bass. I said, "Hey Ben, want to go to some rock fishing?" He's kind of like rock fishing. <laughs> I go, "Just trust me." And I tied him up. That <laughs> tied him up a double rig, and we went out on some my shallow water rock fish spots, and he just got a kick out of it. He thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, and then right after we did that for the you know, middle of the day on the way back to San Diego Bay, I go, you know, let's stop on this rock real quick. You know, and he's like, all right. And he's talking on this. I stopped on the rock. I seen really good meter marks. And so I stopped on it, dropped down, and he's talking on the phone to somebody. And I hooked up. I was using that three ounce, eight inch bait we made. Wow, that yeah, we that's throw, a big, we throw, when the bass like are biting. A, that's like a, one of those right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an eight inch bait and it's yeah. three ounces. So we throw that when the bass God. are biting. We yeah. we throw that exclusively for the big fish, and so that day the bass were biting, and uh, so I threw I dropped that eight ounce down there, and I hooked up. I felt any big head shakes. I oh, this is a good bass, Ooh. right? So I usually don't say anything. I just you know, <laughs> concentrating on getting the boat the bass to the boat, and I see yeah. that color. I'm like, oh, this is a big bass. And when we throw those eight inch, we're on forty pound with fifty pound braid, and uh, direct. No, 50-pound braid to floor, 40 floral. Okay. That's our typical setup with uh-huh. those, the big baits. And so I seen Ben sitting there talking out of the floor, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to trip him out right now. <laughs> and so I just brought that bass up, but I'll even stop him to scout the water and right onto his feet. And he just, he's on the phone and just all of a sudden, holy shit, oh my God. <laughs> he just went ape, ape shit, you know. And oh, man. It, it was funny. And it just, he's like, I've never seen someone bounce an eight, nine-pound bass like that. You know, and it, it was really funny. I think that's when Ben finally said, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And it, it yeah. kind of turned a corner with him and so yeah we're good buddies now and he's an awesome guy he's he helps us a lot at hook nice. hookup baits so yeah and same with sergio who's just yeah an awesome guy you know we take a lot of their advice of which way to go kind of definitely thing. So, yeah you know, you know they've been in the industry a whole lot longer than we have yeah, so he's he's a legend man. oh yeah 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 so i mean that was just cool so that was one of my you know we didn't measure him but ben said he's all of eight nine pounds and that wow. estimated and uh, then I, that week before, me and JoJo were out, same area, and I caught one pretty much identical to that one. Wow. So, How so. about yours, Al? What's your uh, PB Calico? My personal best is like six and a half. That's yeah. still nice, have, man. Yeah. I'll take it all day. Yeah. <laughs> hey. There's a lot of days where I get two of those. Yeah, that's you know, I love so. that, man. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Was we catch a lot of fives and sixes and sevens. That's nice. But we 
don't get too many of the nines and above. <laughs> I mean, JoJo Do got, you guys JoJo got a nine pounder. Uh, we oh, can't man. we can't get past yeah. nine. <laughs> I think she that's fishes, usually she how it works. Like though. a tenth of the time that we do, and she's got like a nine and a half. <laughs> that's yeah. how it works, man. The girls are always out fishing, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, do you both use spinning rods? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so. Can you yeah. tell us why okay. you, you know, use spinning rods with your bait? Yeah, I'm just like everybody else. You know, it's through, actually my whole fishing life, mm-hmm. it's been trout fishing, all spinning reels. So I go all from fall to spring using a spinning rod. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, ocean season comes. I go to my conventionals. And everything for the first month is just awkward as as, as can be. You know, you're striking with the wrong arm, you're reeling with the right wrong arm, Bird's and everything. Nest all and day just, long, <laughs> and it just is like God. This is just awkward, you know. But yeah. it was what you're supposed to do. You go to the ocean, you use a conventional reel. So yeah. I've done that all my life, and I've caught lots of fish on them and through irons and for years and all that typical stuff. And then, um, you know, when I got into the bow hunting thing for years, I kind of eased off on the fishing a little bit, you know, but, and I was doing more trout fishing than ocean fishing, uh-huh. basically those time, that, that time of the, my life. And then I came back into fishing and that's when braid really came on strong. I started using braid like eight, nine years ago, like right when it was brand new, you know, yeah. kind of thing. I was like, I've always been like that. It's it, even when, you know, before it, I'd get a jig and I'd modify it, you know, change it yeah a little bit. yeah you know braid comes out oh i'm using it you know, yeah carbon comes out oh i'm using it anyway anything new, about comes the new up, stuff you want to try yeah, out i'm always yeah. about weed it out yeah yep. i'm always exactly. about trying to do something new something different uh-huh. you know advancing where a lot of guys just get stuck though this works yeah. so i'm gonna use that mm-hmm. you know where i was always trying new things and like you know always you know about the new stuff well, okay i'll try that and i started using braid on my stuff and and then i thought oh, you know what this was, you know, because really you don't use a spinning reel in the ocean. No, basically because the old stuff they used to make, yeah, wasn't powerful. Yeah, you know, they fall apart. But then also mono. You know, you catch one yellowtail on mono and <laughs> You're done. on a spinning reel, that reel's done for the day. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, so braid changed all that. You know, it's where you can catch fish and it don't get all wound up and spinning. You know, all that kind of stuff. But then you started looking at the new reels they make nowadays. And nice. Like, hey, yeah. yeah, they're powerful and they're they don't fall apart and they're quality. Uh-huh. And uh, basically, those two things made me think. You know, I'm going to start fishing. You know, I bought me a nicer spinning setup just mm-hmm. to try it out. You know, I'm going to throw braid on it and I'm going to use it. And I'm like, all right, look, this stuff's cool. And, and I don't have to get used to the change. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, I basically a spinning reel is an extension of my arm. It's just so <laughs> natural in that hand and cranking. It's just natural. Like my strikes are faster and yeah. crisper and everything. You don't have to keep switching back and forth on your hands. Yeah, You're, you cast with it in that hand and it stays in that hand. Yeah, you know, when you see someone with a conventional reel, you cast and then you switch Swap hands. Over, yeah. Or you watch it. Uh, you know, and then I deckhanded on back up deckhanded on a couple boats for years, and you watch everybody fish. Everyone strikes with one hand. Then switches hand and starts reeling. Yeah, and I watched so many fish lost. You in know, that, I never thought about transfer. that. I do. <laughs> yeah, everybody like, does it. <laughs> yeah, you strike with one yeah. hand, then you switch hands and start cranking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost, you know, that's the guys that have been fishing for a long time and yeah. you know how to do it right. They, they, you know, keep the rod. But most, yeah. most people, the average Joes, every yeah. one of them do that exactly. And I was one of those guys. You know, <laughs> I was like, why not have the rod you strike with and keep it in the hand, and so you're on that reel handle even quicker, exactly. right? And uh. You know, so I started using spinner reels. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so much nicer. It's easier to cast. You can cast in any position. You're, yeah, you're hooking more fish and everything else. And you know, so I was already liking spinning reels for ocean. You know, just because of the mm. braid and the quality of spinning reels. But then we started using hookup baits. 
And the whole magic of hookah baits, especially on bass fishing, is the drop. You know, no yeah. blink on the sink. Yeah. And what I've through the testing of hookah baits, you know, I fished in a swimming pool for months, getting that <laughs> getting that sink I action bet, and getting that retrieve action. It was a whole scientist experiment for me getting the action i had in my head on that bait and i noticed the looser your line is the the more that bait swims on its way down and uh we were fishing it on uh, casting reels and for that line to come off to the bait that's the spool well the spool has to spin so either you're sitting there pulling line off (laughs) manually off your reel you know and to make it loose for your bait to fall or you just have a spin reel full of braid, you open the bill and the line just falls off. Yeah. You don't have to do nothing. Exactly. And uh, I really noticed it. You know, so I started early on. I barely fished uh, hook at baits with a casting reel, just maybe a few times mm-hmm. before I noticed that. But then I started fishing with uh, Sergio a lot. You know, when Sergio became of English Chronicles, he became a yeah. fan of hook at baits. And uh, me and him started fishing together. And he is a, you know, yeah, you know, he was one of those typical Kelvin <laughs> yeah, spinning reels, blah blah blah. You know, I'm never using one of those. And yeah, about the second or third time me and Sergio fishing together, I'm getting bit on the drop every time. He's getting bit on the drop maybe every three or four casts, you know, kind of thing. And he's finally go, "What is the difference? We're the same color, same jig. Why are you getting bit and I'm not?" And so I said, "Let's cast out together, Sergio." <laughs> yeah, his casting rod, and I have my spinning rod. I go, look how your line's going in the water. It's good. It's direct line. There's no water, yeah. no line laying on top of the water. Yeah. Mine, there I have three, four feet laying on top of the water, and then it's going down to the bait. Yeah. I go, that's the whole difference right there. You're sinking with a slow retrieve because it has to spin your spool as it's sinking. Mine just has slack laying on the water, and it's Wide just open. sinking. Yeah, no, it's just no, no, no resistance yeah. to it at all. And it's getting a wider swing and a better sink, and that's why. Wow. And he's like, Wow, no kidding. <laughs> the next time we went fishing, Sergio had a spinning reel. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it's just, the baits work better with a spinning reel. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and then, so it's the sink, but then also, uh, if you've got a retrieve, like our yellowtail and uh, tuna retrieves, uh-huh. a lot of rod movement. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's winding and rod movement, you know, winding and giving the bait a jerk at the same time. Yeah. So you watch people with casting. Action. Almost yeah. like a fluke type of yeah. action. Yeah. Like, or like working a, um, uh, a jerk bait. Jerk kind of chat. Thing. Yeah, jerk like chat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you watch a lot of guys with casting rods. They'll go jerk, 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 crank. Jerk, 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 crank. Because of the casting rod, it's yeah. really awkward to do yeah. both. Exactly. With a spinning reel, you jerk and crank. Same yeah. time. Bam, exactly. bam, bam. It's very easy to do. Yeah. So that's the other reason. It's easy. It's easy to do rod movement while cranking. Which is the best action for when you're going for yellowtail or mm-hmm. trying to get that bait to move a lot through the water with a spinning rod. So, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Definitely. And plus the spinning reels nowadays are just, I mean, like yeah, I said, I've, I've used, I use conventional stuff all my life, you know, the, the pin as sea line series. That's why I basically use since I was a teenager. Yeah. And then, you know, of course the pins and all that stuff. The spinning reels nowadays have so much power. I mean, that thing's like a winch. Yeah, they're solid. <laughs> yeah. It's, I've never felt power like they do have new spinning reels. Yeah, yet, definitely, so. definitely. That's uh, one thing I've noticed is you guys are big on spinning. That's kind of cool, something different. Yeah. Um, so also you have the scent on the mm-hmm. hookup page, right? Uh, that, that's all out. That's let's his, hear, about, that's let's hear all about that. All right. So That's a big deal everyone knows about. Yeah. So, <laughs> so mermaid's milk. Um, so... We started fishing the tournaments, mm-hmm. and we knew that scent was going to be a part of it. Yes. When it's a tough bite, you know, to get rebit, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a bass will pick it up, you miss it. You know, if they get that taste, they'll they'll come back and they'll they'll grab a hold of it. So, I think we were at Fred Hall, and and there was, I don't know how many guys approaching <laughs> Chad about scent. Hey, use our scent, use our scent. Yeah. And I was just sitting there and like just listening, like okay, cool. <laughs> you know sounds good yeah and so we we'd go out and we try it and we experiment with it and a lot of the stuff was good mm-hmm. i mean it was it was good yeah but it just wasn't it wasn't easy to use or they turned um, the bait brown as, yeah as some of them they, they, yeah, they wouldn't does happen, they, yeah. they couldn't do the color or there was always something missing mm-hmm. and chad would tell them like well can you do this yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a month later, we'd get a batch, and I'm like, well, that's all I can do. Yeah. So that's when I kind of just started. I'm like, you know what? Let me uh, let me start researching this, and let me see what I can come up with. We know that the scent works. Yeah. Um, it never hurts us. And there's times where you don't need scent. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. You don't. You don't need. You don't need scent. But there are times when it makes <laughs> all the difference yeah, in the you world. Don't get yeah. Bit without yeah. it. Yeah. And these baits are made for scent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they have that hollow area that scent goes into. I mean, they're made to have scent in them. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's so it's perfect. Plain. So, so yeah. we start experimenting with it, and um, so it's got a twist open, twist closed cap. Mm-hmm. It's got a nozzle, so you take the bait, and it's got a perfect cavity. You you know, you just kind of squeeze it inside, and mm-hmm. you know, you different flavors. We have is this the same scent that comes stock with it? Different. Yeah. So okay. we have. So we have garlic, mm-hmm. which a lot of guys like the garlic. Garlic's yeah, always yeah. worked. The baits, yeah. are, the baits are already impregnated with garlic. Yeah. Everybody knows, but okay. that's if you want to add more garlic. And then we have crustacean, mm-hmm. which is red. like your your shrimp and crab scent. So when I personally like that a lot when we're fishing structure. Okay. And there's a lot of shrimp and crab and, you know, fish are feeding on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then we have our fin bait, which is like a like a sardine, chovy, yeah. kind of oily um, scent to it. And when we're fishing, um, when the fish are on fin bait, that's what we go to. Great. You know, so. How long did that take you to, like, kind of figure the formula out? The whole season. Man, (laughs) I'm not going to. It it was, it took about a year. Wow. And we started using it before. We wanted Mm -hmm. to kind of get it out and, like, hey, you know, let's get people starting to use this stuff and mm-hmm. i kept telling chad eh, it's not ready it's not ready like but we were using it in sbs yeah and we were doing good with yeah. it well for a long time i was using our stuff 
that other people supplied us, and you're using yours for a long time. You know, yeah. So just and see, it, make, it, seeing if make sure if it worked. Exactly. Oh, and having it, yeah. something, both you guys know, it's like, I don't know if I want to let it go yet because it's not oh, yeah, exactly the way I want it. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Same thing when we did the first podcast. I'm like, I wanted to get it out so bad. We sat on it for weeks, and I'm like, I'm just going to put it out. You yeah, know, yeah, I just, yeah. Sometimes you, know, you just like got to Me and him it, just yeah. talking about me dropping my boat off my trailer and acting like an idiot and us, you know, it's like, who cares, you know, unless keep moving, you know, sometimes you just got to move forward with what you have to make the next thing that comes or, which is awesome, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the main thing was the ease of use. That's what we noticed with blow spate. Uh, Most scents were they either, they're too thick. Yes. To squeeze into the body, mm-hmm. and you know, so you're just sitting there fighting and squeezing with all your might to get that thing out. Yeah, or they're too oily where they didn't stay in. That's you know, issue, so yeah. we did a lot of research. Al's buying every kind of bottle there is on the market, <laughs> yeah. trying to figure oh. out the one that's going to yeah. make it come out the easiest with yeah. the right kind of nozzle. And then then he worked with consistency for a long time. That's our thing. Is we notice if it's too hard to use, we stopped using it. Definitely. You know, yeah. It, it's yeah. Just, I was, uh, there's a couple where I'll use and I'll be like, man, I'm squeezing the hell yeah. out of it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, <laughs> well, that's what we ended up having my, our, my whole shop full of three quarter full bottles. Cause once it gets you know, down almost half, yeah, we, yeah. we stop using them cause they get too hard to yeah, use. You know? So yeah. that's what we noticed. And, uh, <laughs> so that was the main thing. But then, uh, you know, we've got the sense where they start working and then we just really started tricking it out from there. You know? And cool. I was like, okay, I will make it different colors now. You know, so you can actually customize your bait. You can do a red one and a yellow one and a white one. So, you know, you can, you know, you, know, you, know, you got blue on top and make it yellow. So then now it looks like a, a jack smelt with the yellow gill plates yeah, and the definitely. blue on top. And the same with a sardine with has the so yellow the, stripes the, and the, the yellow gill plates. some of the wide color to yeah. the... Oh, that's color. Oh, that's, yeah. that, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's the, like a good idea. Yeah, yeah I mean, so we a, did the fin bait, which looked like yeah. know, smells like fish. We yeah. did it. Well, a lot of bait fish have yellow gill plates or yeah. yellow lateral lines, so we did it yellow. So mm-hmm. it gives it that yellow look as a gill plate and stuff. And then we did the, the crab and crustacean is bread. Because, you know, we know the red crab. Oh, man, when it's so, biting. So, so, <laughs> when they're there, that's the funnest, so, right? Yeah, so <laughs> so that one's red, you know, but if you want a bait that has a red belly, like a lot of swim baits have the red or yeah. orange belly, you put yeah. that in there and it gives it the red and orange belly look. Yeah. And then, we, of course, the white belly for if you wanted a white belly on a fish, that's a, the garlic is white, you know, mm-hmm. so. So, yeah, you could, we made it three different colors, so you can change the colors of your bait also. And then, uh, and then Al's idea was, you know, when a fish eats another fish, all these scales come flying out of his gills and stuff. You know, I had a, that's the truth. I had a, I had a pet bass from 12 years old until I moved out, you know, in a 40 or 50 gallon tank. And I had a largemouth bass. I caught when I was like 12 inches and I had my time I released, I released him in a private lake where I moved to when I was in my twenties. And he was three pounds or so. You know? No way. Uh, I did a lot of studying with him. Did you get to do all the little <laughs> cool things where you put your thumb in there and lip Oh, you put anything in that tank, <laughs> it was attacked. <laughs> it didn't matter. I fed him snakes, lizards, crawdads, <laughs> grasshoppers. I mean, anything that... Chicken nuggets, any, hamburgers. Anything that lived, that bass ate. And, uh, but, you know, you, I put a dozen goldfish in there, and he would you know, eat all 12 of the goldfish in, in two minutes, and you, just the whole tank would be full of scales. Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, so he said, yeah, I think I can put scales in it. I'm like, you know, they, that's a trigger. A fish, they Definitely. see scales in the water, it triggers another feeding reaction. Yeah. So, yeah, let's do that. So it has a bunch Great of, idea. It has a bunch of glitter in it. So as it comes out of the bait, it's leaving a scale trail. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, it actually added to, I mean, a very, now, did you test that in the pool? 
No. no. <laughs> My wife would kill me if I tried to take a scent in the pool, yeah. We just finished our pavers, and there's sand everywhere. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm busted. But, you know, when, when we started thinking about this whole idea of, of coming up with the scent, I mean, there was just so much thought you know, we wanted to be right. Yeah. You know, we, we, we like things to be a certain way. And, you yeah. know, until we get that, we're not going to be satisfied. Definitely. And that's the way Chad fishes. That's mm-hmm. the way he lives his life. Um, this guy right here, I mean, <laughs> you give him a rod, I don't care where you go. <laughs> you know, these guys all like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah. And I've known this since the day we got together and started fishing. I mean, yeah. this guy can catch anything. Damn. I mean, anything. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Al. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, 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 me and Al make such a good team. And, and yeah. what I have from Al is this guy does his homework and he researches and he does stuff like that. You know? That's and always so, good. You know, yeah. My whole thing is, you know, I, I can fish. I can find fish and I know how to catch them. Al does the back research homework stuff of, you know, the extra stuff, the, you know, like the scent, like what he did with the scent and, yeah. and that, that, the FG knot. I mean, that was all Al. It's, <laughs> we had a really big problem, you know, because we use braid to floral for everything. I mean, that's where the baits work. You yeah. know, they eat the hook of baits because they think it's a live fish. It's yeah. not a reaction bait. It's not nothing. They eat it because it's a fish. So yeah. you're going to fish it just like a live bait on fluorocarbon line. Yeah. And braided braid. And uh, so we, you know, when I first started using, I used the uni to uni knot for years, you know, mm-hmm. worked and stuff until we started fishing the heavy structure. Started you know, and, and you know, either you break off fish or you get stuck and you break your line. It's your connection knot every yeah. time it breaks, you know. So I'm like, man, it's breaking. And, you know, so then we went to the RP knot and still had the same thing. It was working, but when you really put pressure on it, it was that connection that broke everything. And we started doing tournaments. And I was like, you know, we can't be tying on leaders every time we break off during yeah. a tournament. You know, that's yeah. valuable all the time. You try and tie a leader on yeah, every Yeah, a couple minutes two, each time, yeah. five minutes every, you know, yeah. if you do it 10 times a day, it's almost an hour, you know? Yeah, so Al went and started doing a lot of research and stuff and trying different knots. And mm-hmm. he came and he's like, hey, Chad, I found the knot, the FG knot. You know, let's try it. I will. You go ahead and try it. I'm going to keep tying this knot. (laughs) I'm going to fish. You try it. I'm going to keep catching fish. He's always the tester. Like he's he tried the new scent. You know, I kept using the old scent. Okay, it's working. We both went to new scent. Yeah. All right, you try the new knot. I'm going to use the old knot. Yeah. And uh, so we always push him in the volcano and see if it works for you. We we worked really well like that together, and then all all of a sudden we noticed you know when he got stuck his. Not to his lure was breaking. He not having to retie his, his, his really leader yeah. all the time, and you know. So it took you know probably five times for us fishing together. I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> that <laughs> FG knot yeah. that's a game yeah. changer. That's awesome. And we tie a leader on in the morning and don't ever have to tie it again. You know, so yeah. very rare. Yeah, very rare. We have to retie during the day. <laughs> yeah, so that I mean that's a tip for can, you. That, can that people, FG, can FG people knot find is, that anywhere like on your side? You just go on YouTube FG knot FG knot. Okay, yeah, we have it on the website. Yeah, we have it on our okay. way. Yeah, actually, Al demonstrates how to tie it. There on you our go. Website, yeah, if so. you guys want to see that, that's another good thing. So, yeah, uh, you have a boat now, correct? Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. that's funny. <laughs> so let's hear. We we like to do rookie stories, <laughs> and I've had one. A lot of the guys that have had boats have had one. Let's hear if you have any rookie stories as a well, first time boat owner. Well, oh my, I have I've had boats all my life. I think this boat I have now is boat number seven or eight or something like that okay I've, I've so then you got a lot of rookie stories when you asked me that before i hear your other podcast yeah. i'm trying to think of one i really i mean i got a 
I don't know if it's a rookie story or just how I am or I don't know, but the only story I, that I can think of is um, when we used to go to Catalina a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would, I would always, I was, for a while there, I was into trolling for sharks, mm-hmm. you know? And so on the way back from Catalina, we'd go across the Avalon Bank or whatever as we're cleaning our fish. I had electric downriggers on my boat, so I'd put electric downrigger one rod <laughs> and then one of those betamatics that you troll for the sharks on the another rod. Uh-huh. And we'd troll for sharks as we're cleaning fish. And we'd catch sharks all the time, you know, blue, little blue uh, makos and stuff. And uh, so, you know, and they're about big shark rods. So we're trolling back across the Avalon Bank. And it was in the evening, pretty windy. And it was uh, my brother and a couple other guys on the boat. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I see the Betomatic rod go off. And so I grab it and hand it off. And then just out of the corner of my eye, I see the, and for some reason on this time, you know, the, the electric downriggers have a rod holder, a little plastic rod holder, yeah. part of the downrigger. Instead of putting it in the rod holder over there, I'll just throw it in this rod holder. And I, as I look over, I see that my downrigger go off. And, you know, he's got a, a couple seconds, a, little, or a second of slack. You know, when they put off the downrigger ball, he's got slack and then yeah. it loads up. So right as it loaded up, I looked at it and I just see that, that plastic um <laughs> rod holder just bend and the rod goes shooting in the water and you know it's a it was a uh uh sea line two-speed reel with a you know yeah. nice rod and stuff yeah. you know so i just all i seen was 500 dollars yeah, shooting in the water yeah, yeah. <laughs> and without even thinking second guessing or anything i just dove in right after it you know so it shot in the water <laughs> i went in the water right after it and i'm you know i'm a pretty strong swimmer i can hold my breath yeah. for a long time you know so and so i start swimming i see the rod you know going and so I'm, I'm just following the bubble line, just swimming and swimming and swimming. And also I kind of see it light, lighten up a little. I think, you know, the shark came off. So that was why I got, yeah. you know, so I grabbed the end of it. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, my whole thing was just, I'm getting my rod. Yeah. Not thinking about anything else. Oh, man. So I grabbed the rod. And by the time I grabbed it out, I'm like, all right, cool. Got the rod. And also I look up at the surface and I'm probably 20 feet down. And I've already Shoot. been down there for a while. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. I'm, I'm deep you know so i started now i got a big ass broad yeah. in my hand and i'm trying to yeah. swim one-handed back to the top and i'm like oh my god am i gonna have to drop this rod to make it to the top you this know is worth 500 bucks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i finally get to the top of the water and pop my head out and it was one of those you know big gas of air you know oh, oh my gosh, god i made man. it you know but then i look at the boat and that boat you know with the wind <laughs> and the you know the coasting of the boat that boat is 100 yards away or oh, so. Man, now you got to wait for them to come <laughs> no, back around. And they're now. just sitting there. They're all three at the back of the boat just sitting there looking at me still like, like, what are you doing? And I'm sitting there. <laughs> I wasn't there. No, he wasn't there on this <laughs> <I was> not <laughs> there. <laughs> and, uh, and, oh, man. And, uh, and so they're sitting there. I'm holding my rod up. Got it. <laughs> and they're just still looking at me. I'm like, okay, well, come get me now. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So my brother finally they, they popped out of it and he backs the boat up, you know, and he finally comes and gets me and, and my brother just takes the rod and he goes, You crazy mother effort <laughs> <laughs> And they still had the other shark on the other rod that we had a double hook. That's up. what I thought of like yeah. tell me you look up, you see the shark on the other yeah. belly. He's all like, so not only are we just <laughs> mid channel between Catalina and Shore, but you jump in the water but and sharks. you're gone for like a long time and you got a double hook up on sharks. What the heck were you thinking? Oh, got my rod back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's I mean, that's only what I can think of. How about you, Al? You got anything? Uh, rookie moves. Well, actually, last year I have a I have a couple boats, but the mm-hmm. the John boat. I've got a 16, 16 foot John boat. It's got a deck like a bass boat. Yeah. So you can't see the uh, you can't see the drain plug. 
Yeah. So I don't know. You guys have kids, right? So you know, your kids <laughs> like, hey, what about this? And what about that? And what about, you know, and you, you kind of go through your mental process when you when you go to launch yep. you know what's the first thing plug yeah you know unstrap this unhook this yeah you know, okay kind of make sure well i had my older son and i don't know what was going on but it was crazy and we wanted to get in the water local lake we were over at pud and so <laughs> it's like hey we only got a couple hours let's go all right man launch it so he puts me in the water and i'm kind of sitting there waiting for him and all of a sudden i just kind of go why does the boat feel heavy? <laughs> oh, right? Man. So, yeah. so here, here's a good tip for you. Throttle, hit it, and get right to the beach. Because <laughs> there was nowhere to go. Right? So, I mean, I didn't have time to look for the plug. Especially, yeah. Are you putting stones? Yeah, we're yeah. putting stones. So I just went right there, right next to the ramp, you know, right on the beach. Yeah, and I yeah. just beached it. You know, my kid comes like, what are you doing? Yeah, I forgot to put the plug in, man. You're freaking me out. <laughs> You know, all these questions. Dude, I, my, uh, what was it, like two weeks ago, I went with my, my kids just pond fishing. And uh, same thing, you know, the kids, like, distract you and shit. Yeah. So uh, my son, his first, like, legit rod, it's a Phoenix. Okay. You know, just like a trout setup type thing. Um, so I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm going to pack up. It's getting dark. Let's go. And uh, so he's he's like, well, I want to go play and da, 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 you know, and then they're like, my daughter's calling me. So he stuck his rod in the bench to kind of prop it there. And I pick everything up and, you know, I'm obviously questions or yell, I want to do this. <laughs> that. Yeah. And left his rod. Oh. And I didn't notice till a week later, which was when we went fishing again. And, uh, it was a day before his birthday and that's his rod. You know, I go to get everything out of the back of the truck and i'm like oh shit yeah, it's <laughs> not here and i'm like where would it be i'm like oh, jeremy dude we left your rod and he was just like yeah bawling the end of the world yeah so uh but cool thing is uh so on his birthday i posted you know that it was missing on social media and this guy mac i think he works for a phoenix or sponsored but um he saw it and he brought my son three rods oh, and a reel on his birthday. Oh, very cool. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. super cool, day. man. Yeah. Super yeah, nice. That was event. awesome. Yeah, we had that happen with one of Al's uh, rods one time. It's yeah. When I lived in Riverside, my old boat, and we came down to San Diego tuna fishing, and then you know, we stack all the rods in the boat. Yeah. And we I don't think we even stopped from San Diego to home. We get home, and he's like, hey, where's my rod? It magically disappeared from the right. Like Jake's dick, man. Oh, <laughs> it, just, it just magically disappeared somewhere. I actually blame Hookup Bates for one of mine. Listen to this. I'm, I'm, we're at the flats in Huntington Beach. Me mm-hmm. and my wife, first time ocean fishing my wife. So she's catching fish. I'm like, cool. So I had, a, I think, an ounce hookup bait, and I threw it down, popping it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to drop a trolling motor. So I put down my rod. Mm-hmm. Pop the trolling motor, In gear, and the right? rod goes whoop right over. Oh yeah, brand new Fenwick with a Corrado two hundred. Uh. And I'm like, no! And I yell at my wife, grab it, grab it. She's like, huh? <laughs> what? And I'm like, yeah. there it goes. I, I, it was cold. It was like winter time. I'm like, I'm not jumping in the water after that. And that's that's what, <laughs> that's when we call that the dangle technique, dude. Sometimes the, you put it off, just to crank off the bottom and 
and it, it just sits, it sits there yeah. no, doing nothing and we call it the dangle technique and yeah, that's sometimes definitely. during the winter time when the bass are sluggish that's the technique i couldn't believe it i was like oh my god you <laughs> and just know, dangle and it talk about that yeah. Oh, yeah we laugh all the time I and mean, we'll sit yeah. there and fish hard fish, 15 fish, 20 fish, minutes fish. can't get and just let it sit there you know what i'm just gonna <laughs> sit here and do nothing watch and within like a minute it's like the rocks blah. Just getting ripped out of your hands, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's always yeah. nice. That's, that's that's the thing with hookup baits. If you're not getting bit, you're probably overworking it. That's the biggest <laughs> biggest problem. A lot of people have been mostly swim bait fishermen. I've been using swim baits yeah. for years. You know, well, I'm using the hookup baits. So I'm not really doing having too much good luck. To... Well, you're fishing it like a swim bait. Yeah. You fish it like a fly line sardine. Yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really the bait does its own thing, you know. So definitely, yeah. well, but uh, you know, now we have our own boat. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's uh, we went from the first season yeah. using, you know, we basically used Freedom Boat Club. And then for the championship, we wanted to make sure we had a you know a boat for you know because it was a stress every time before a tournament. Do we have a boat? Do we not? Do we yeah, know? that's got to be really hard. And, and they came through every time, but you know for the championship, let's just you know. So we called um, our good buddy Dave Bruce, Ski Dave, mm-hmm. and he had his, he has a nice boat. Awesome guys, man. Yeah, and uh, he let us use his boat for the championship. But then, awesome. you know, so the next year. Uh, Al bought a boat, a you know, used boat, and he he remodeled it. Awesome boat and stuff. What and kind then, of boat is that? It's a 2022 20, Hydrosport with wow. an Armstrong bracket, wow. center console. Yeah. Size motor? Uh, we got a 225 uh, Rude nice. um, HO, so it does 249 horses. Wow. It's like 50 miles an hour. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty legit. Yeah. And now, what do you have a different hookup yeah. baits? And then, then we got the official hookup baits boat. Now we got the hookup baits boat one and two. Wow. Um, and uh yeah that uh that was you know with freedom boat club it's really cool you get to test a lot of different boats you know yeah. the, between the boats i've had all my life and then freedom boat club they got parkers they got pro lines they got cobias and they got the key west boats and that key west boat was just night and day with wow. any other boat i mean it's just um so then uh the the guy that owns freedom boat club san diego's made us a really good deal on a boat that's only been used one year it was wow. mainly used by me that was my boat that i, that I reserved <laughs> yeah, for you, got test, you got to test drive that boat. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was basically my boat i rented for the whole year and and uh used that boat and actually that's the uh, first time i used the boat we got it fully wrapped with the hookup baits and stuff and it had a 200 horse yamaha on it and the first time i used it was on the olive crest this year uh-huh and uh you know we blew the motor up the first time, first tournament oh, with it. And we still won gosh. the tournament, so that was cool. But <laughs> um, And it's kind of funny. Is I've only had problems with a boat two times in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And both times I were fishing the Olive Crest tournament. I had a boat <laughs> broke down. But I won the tournament yeah. both years, so it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of weird, so but it's going to happen motor. next year. Oh, that's blew the motor, but it's still under warranty. Um, what kind of motor? Um, well, it was a 200 Yamaha. Yamaha, okay. Still under warranty, so you know JoJo was like, well, we can't be out half the summer with a brand new boat with no yeah. motor. Yeah. And uh, we had Sea Witch Marine that was trying to work with us and do a boat sponsorship and mm-hmm. stuff, and we couldn't afford it at the time and stuff. But So she called them up, and they just happened to have a 250 and a 300 Yamaha, brand new. Oh, wow. So we... He said, "Yeah, we'll take the two fifty. Yeah, and you know, so you made out a decent deal. You can't get a deal on a Yamaha because they're so in demand. <laughs> yeah, you know, but they did the best they can. Yeah, and then, uh, but then it even got better. So we said, "Yeah, we'll take it." As I was taking the boat to the people that were going to do the warranty work on the the motor that was on the boat, yeah, they call back JoJo and say, uh, "Hey, you know what? We're going to have to take that two fifty off the boat we just installed it on. How about you guys?" 
how would you take the three hundred for the two fifty price? You're like, yeah. Well, Joe Joe, Joe actually calls me. Hey, they say I'm like, well, why are you even calling me? <laughs> of course, yeah. Hey, she's in another room, just letting you know. I know, and she can hear everything you're saying right now. Oh, you're awesome, honey. <laughs> And uh, so anyway, yeah, so we ended up with a 300 horse on that boat, and that's just that boat is just talk about uh, legit. Uh, yeah, that how boat. long does it take you guys to get to Catalina? Uh, I haven't even taken it to Catalina. I no. came back from Coronado's to Mission Bay uh-huh. just two days ago in 35 minutes. So that Man. was <laughs> that was a, that's so fast. That was a 20. Uh, it does 52 miles an hour. Wow! But and it does it comfortably. That's yeah. The thing. That yeah. bike, that boat rides so awesome. I mean, it was so weird just going from a 200 to a 300. Then, of course, I put the GPS, the uh, motor guide, trolling the motor on the front, which is two big batteries and all that. Yeah, I got that this, on my my small. I got a 70 motor guide on my 17-footer, and it, like, I don't even need the engine sometimes. Oh, that, <laughs> it's yeah. so light, my boat. I'm that, going, you know, Well, that, that GPS trolling <laughs> motor for fishing structures like we do is yeah. such a game changer Anchor for point. us. Oh, it's so nice. I, mean, I, don't like, I don't like having the thing. I'm, you have the same one. The little thing where you got to press the button. Do you have that? Yeah. I don't like it. I like a foot. So I want to get the Bluetooth foot pedal. Oh, really? I thought I would like it. No, because like when we're fishing, like we were fishing the wall and I couldn't like keep going the way I have to keep. Do you you use the route? buttons no i've never used it uh, you gotta that? use the route button <laughs> once you figure that you part. could put, you could put a route and it'll yeah i got have it I just you, you point it in the direction and hit route and it keeps you in that direction you really don't even have to touch really? it really yeah yeah oh i guess it's just changing all <laughs> yeah. the, top, the top left hand corner i'm that glad i had right you guys there. on here <laughs> and, and speed you can set your speed yeah you set that. your oh, speed yeah, and route i got yeah. to try that like, maybe i gotta go fishing and i try that out yeah yeah but yeah doing structure fishing for the last couple years and then having that it's like oh yeah so yeah, we got that boat dialed in with That's the awesome. motor the big motor gas motor and then just having your own boat where yeah you know, now do you have a slip is it slip though or do you take it oh it's trailer okay yeah, it's trailer That's yeah awesome. it has to be when you're doing tournament fishing you yeah. got a trailer you yeah. it's going up and down the coast but you know it's only 24 foot so um but yeah it's it's a beautiful boat the layout of those key west and the way they ride is just awesome nice so, nice and and it's yeah, that's a dream boat. We're, we're stoked <laughs> about that. And yeah. then we still have Al's little 16-foot John boat, which is the most ultimate bay boat. <laughs> we've always had that from the first year. That's so a spotty killer right there. There yeah, you go. So, yeah. so all the tournaments that are in Mission Bay, Newport, Alameda. You, you know, take that boat. That's that there boat go, right yeah. there. You can bounce, Easier, off, huh? bounce off docks and pillars and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. no big deal. And, <laughs> yeah, and it has the old – how old is that trolling motor? God. I don't know. I bought that boat almost – 25 years ago wow original gas motor it's and a, original it's got trolling a 35 motor. evan root on the back i did the i did the carburetor mm-hmm. right did the carburetor and i think i changed the uh the lower end oil mm-hmm. like every other year yeah and that's it wow great changed motor, the huh? plugs i think maybe twice <laughs> since that whole time that's awesome and then on the front we have a, a foot controlled the old school motor guide yeah. It's a freshwater trolling motor. You just rinse the hell and out that, of that thing every not time. Really, huh? Not really. Not really. <laughs> right out hard. I was, telling my, I was telling my older son the other day, man, you know what? We use that thing in the salt all the time, and it still works. Yeah. You know, well, they don't make them like that anymore. Yeah. I love that little boat. That boat's so awesome. Yeah. And it, it, talking about spraying off stuff, that's something about these spinning reels, too. They are so maintenance-free and... 
I mean, don't spray them off. At the, these, <laughs> I've been fishing with all Shimano stuff. The Shimano Saragossas are just solid rails. Yeah. And uh, I've had a couple of them for two years now, and they fish two to four times a week, those reels. Great. And never once been maintenanced or even washed off and wow. worked just as smooth as the day I bought them. Yeah. And that's what's cool. Don't rinse the new reels with the seal bearings. You actually <laughs> do more damage to them by rinsing them off yeah. every time. Just yeah. leave them alone and use them. They just work like, you know, smooth and stay that way. It's a Damn. pretty, that's I wipe mine every once in a while. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> actually, I'll, I'll wipe the mermaid's milk off. <laughs> Polishes it up. <laughs> and a lot of times because you have the mermaid's milk in your bait, and then you yeah, hang it on your guide, it and it yeah, falls all over your reel. So it, yeah. it keeps your reel well greased, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we appreciate you having, having you on. It's yeah. been super fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super you, nice, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, your, um, your, your little thing you have here at this podcast is awesome, man. We appreciate it, I've never listened to a out. podcast until you... Contact me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's a podcast? You know, I, yeah, had to, I had to check it out. You then, do construction? Yeah. Do you do? Yeah. That's how no. I live my life when I was doing construction. It's like, I get so bored and I started finding like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like all these yeah, podcasts. Awesome. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I'd listen and I'd listen to other podcasts like fishing ones, which some of them are great. There was one down in San Diego, the, I think the world's greatest podcast or something. Yeah. That's, and that's it, I couldn't find no local ones. And all. there was nothing on, uh, like a local SoCal one, so I'm like, I'll try it. What's the? I have my buddy Nick that has a studio, so it's like, yeah, why not? That's, yeah, and that's uh, awesome. yeah, it's been it's been going good. But we we really appreciate you guys taking the time out to come oh, on. No problem. Uh, is there anywhere they can check you out, Al? If they want to check you on social media, anything? Yeah, like that? I mean, I just I've got stuff on uh, the hookupbaits. Okay. dot com. We've yeah. got some stuff on there. Do you yep. have a page people can look at Instagram? Your your I really fish. don't. I don't really he, do he's that. not a social media. Hey, you guy. don't mess with that stuff. <laughs> you know how much time it takes to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a kid. And, yeah, you know, I hear got, you. Yeah, it's a it's a busy world out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, Chad? Where, yeah. where can everyone it's check ho- out? Hookupbaits dot com is right. If you want any information about hookup baits or the mermaid's milk or anything else, you know it's a. Uh, and you know questions. I mean, if you're using hookup baits, I'm happy to tell you exactly any of our tricks and how to use them and anything else and that's 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 my passion is you know catching fish and everything else cool Mm -hmm. but helping people catch fish with our baits that's what it's all about for me i mean that's that's what we're all about so we've been like that from the very 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 beginning you know if you ask me a question it's me that answers those questions you know and i'll answer them as honest and truthfully as possible you know ask me hey where i catch that fish i'll tell you exactly where i caught that fish you know so yeah i mean i'm not gonna you know on my post i keep it vague but if you message me and ask me i'm gonna tell you you know kind of thing so um, but yeah, hookupbaits.com, but then, you know, look up hookupbaits on Instagram and hookupbaits on Facebook. Great. And that's, we try to, you know, keep posting on there and, you know, Definitely. what we're catching every week. I mean, I'm on the water, usually that average of two to four days a week. Wow. You know? And that's taking out industry people, taking out, <clears throat> yeah. you know, we got 20 employees. Uh, I try to get them out on the water as much as I can. Just part That's of being awesome, a man. part of being a hookup base yeah. employee, you know. And people like you, you know, yeah. you're welcome. You got you come down it. to San Diego. Definitely come on down. It. I'll take you out. Yeah, fishing. Yeah, we loved it. We're doing that fishing with the guests. Maybe one day we can film with you. And oh yeah, kind of see on how down. you guys fish and Heck yeah. just have fun. Kind of like the podcast. It's not. I don't want to be too serious. I'd rather just have fun. Uh, we're never serious. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, we have uh, a blast. <laughs> yeah, and so. that's that's the hookup bait culture. Is we try to just make fishing as fun as possible. I mean, the guys yeah. that work for me, guys like Al, we call it our hookup baits family. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just a bunch of fun people that love to fish, and we Definitely. have a lot of fun doing it. You know, and that's what we're all about. So 
Well, thank you guys again. We appreciate it. Yeah, very cool. Uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. All right. Congrats care, on your guys. success, man. Thank you.